0: Hi welcome back. We're going to take up with this great episode of Political Sit-slap. Subpoena he
1: received from Special Counsel Jack Smith on the grounds of the Speech and Debate Clause, which usually protects members of the House of Representatives and the Senate. But now Pence is saying, I actually wasn't acting as a vice president. I was acting as the president of the Senate. So please, please don't subpoena me. In other news, Steve Bannon apparently is not Please paying his legal fees, and the Fulton me. County Superior Court Judge, Judge McBurney, is set to release three portion.
0: Please. please don't subpoena me let me go My Celeste's Song for Trump. Song for Trump. My dis I'm so I'm tagging all the Midas Touch Network podcasts, Midas Touch, How About Justice Democrats, oh, and Glenn Kirshner. And Tony Michaels, too, man. And Texas Paul, I wonder if he's on... Is he on Twitter? Yeah, he is. He's talking about it. Texas Paul, there's 72. Gabe, how about Gabe Sanchez? Is he on there? Oh, Popoc. Um. Popoc. Michael Popok. One more person. How about Karen? Mm. Friedman? Um, Mephilo? Uh, uh, Agniphalo? Uh, she had Mm. Oh yeah, mm, my... Let's see... I tried to commandeer You know, since they won't publish anything I fucking write or do, I'll just, like, spam it to them on their feeds... Right. So, you guys still there? Oh my gosh. OMG. Yeah. So, thanks for a billion listens. Actually, just hit 50,000 just this podcast.
1: ...of the special grand jury report on election interference this week on February 16th. This and more on I mean, the political beatdown Cohen. All right. It's you know, so
2: nice. Again, it's always great to have our political beatdown brigade with us, as we uh, filter not your your 13-minute or your 12-minute or your 8-minute news reporting on whatever the topic is. We tried to get into depth because this stuff is not simple. This is not easy stuff where you just simply, you know, have a two-second conversation generally by people who have no requisite knowledge other than the fact that they are in the field. Okay, not every lawyer should be talking about the district attorney. Not every lawyer should be commenting on this guy's, what was his name? Timothy Calvatori, the, the new attorney for Donald Trump that Joe, uh, from Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough called a schlub. I mean, that's what he looks like. He looks like a schlub, and Joe wanted to know, where does Donald find these people? Where is this new crop of fools coming from with the most bizarre, outlandish response to the question of why Donald has, for example, those empty folders in his office anyway? So we'll get to that and more. Ben, always good to see you. Good to have our brigade with us. Where do we start? Well,
1: before you before you give the brigade the breaking news story regarding the Manhattan District Attorney's Criminal Investigation, we're gonna have to just tease that slightly. I wanna play that video though with Parlatore and I wanna get your reaction to it. It's just so astonishingly stupid. That I know we need a Cohen reaction to it. So this is Trump's lawyer trying to explain why there was a folder with a classified marking in Donald Trump's bedroom that the uh, Department of Justice had to subpoena to get back. Here, let's play this clip.
0: Now, you also turned over an empty folder marked classified to investigators. Where was this folder and why was it turned over?
1: the folder is
3: kind of one of the more humorous aspects of this whole thing. Uh this huh. is not a fact huh.
0: folder.
3: Humorous so folder when my team went through and said, and
0: Tried to eat, make light of
3: report, it. The OJ, Nikki
0: Haley lies exposed in devastating Stating News. Supercuts. Huh.
3: Super Might as supercuts and he has one of those telephones uh, next to his bed.
0: Yeah, I did uh, a, a blue I eye already eye. did a TikTok on keep this.
3: Them so we took the middle of folder Think and put on it top over of it things. So that it would keep they the middle to down so you could sleep at night. Christo. My I mean, uh, I've summary on it. it is not a classification marking. It's not anything that is controlled in any way. There's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing in it. And when DOJ found out about it, they went crazy. And they said, they actually gave me an empty folder It means
2: nothing.
3: We put it in our report. We, when we did all of our searches, we wrote up reports on everywhere we searched, everywhere we looked, anything we found, where we found it. And we gave that to them because everything that we've done as part of that search has been in the spirit of full cooperation and compliance. And when they went yeah. down and they saw, oh, there's this folder here, that so far outside of the scope of subpoena or anything else.
0: Subpoena! They can't get
3: it back. And so now the president has to find a different He just said subpoena!
0: I'm sure he has
2: other
3: options. Uh, oh, and your reaction.
2: Uh, said <laughs> you one of our brigaders turned around said the exact same thing that I was thinking. The guy looks like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. And all I want to say to that schmuck is... Giggly, giggly, giggly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Bullshit. I mean, I call bullshit on... Does Donald own mar a an impression? Does Donald Trump have, like, 50, 60, 70 people there working for, working for him? Is it not possible if the blue light is bothering his extremely delicate and sensitive eyes? Don't you think they'd <laughs> easily? easily called in somebody and replaced it? Well, <laughs> that, no, no, no. Let's not replace it. Let's cover it instead because it just makes sense. Let's cover it with a top secret folder. I mean, this guy it's is as big a clown as and it's a Alina disservice. Hava, who is just, again, I don't know. I'd have to side with Joe Scarborough who made the statement this guy looks like a schlug he acts like a schlug. He's absolutely stupid. He's made a complete fool of himself in every way, shape, and form. And now all of a sudden he's expecting, because he's got that dumbass smile smirk on his face, and like, yeah, you know, Donald likes to sleep at night and uh, you know, he would basically use the silver in order to stop the blue lights. So this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's almost as ridiculous as Alina Abba's stupidity, but who knows? Who knows? You know, at the end of the day, it's just another lie to the American people, believing that the American people are stupid, that just because they say it means that we're going to accept it. And I can assure you that there's nobody, even the people who are the Trump supporters that are following us right now, even
1: they don't buy this bullshit. No, I, and by the way, I love the giggity-giggity impression. I think we got to clip that but when you listen to what parlatori that lawyer was saying also he goes it's not a classified folder it's just a folder that says classified on it (laughs) what it's just a folder that has classified markings on it that doesn't mean it's classified and then we also learn though that the contents whether it was that folder or another folder were downloaded into a laptop so classified information downloaded into a laptop of at least one current aid to Donald Trump, a laptop from hell, if you will, and that laptop had to be turned over to the Department of Justice as well. I mean, look, you compare the way Biden has handled everything, saying, yeah, look, just you want to search it? Search it. There's a gigantic difference. Even Pence, who we're going to talk about in a bit, he's so scared of his own shadow or the shadow of Donald Trump or Donald Trump posting it frightens uh, Pence so much. But, you know, look, Pence handled the documents the right way. And that's the difference between cooperation and criminal obstruction. And Trump is on the side of criminal obstruction here. And speaking of which, you got special counsel Jack Smith as well that we learned um, uh, subpoenaed and actually called before the criminal grand jury in uh, Washington, D.C. We learned Evan Corcoran. Uh, one of Trump's lawyers, as well as Christina Bob, and we learned that the Department of Justice, you mentioned, Alina Haba, they had questioned Alina Haba. We don't quite know yet if she's spoken before uh, the grand jury uh, yet. But Trump's two lawyers, uh, the key ones who were working on the working on obstructing justice and the uh, stolen document uh, case. Uh, Corcoran and Bob were both dealing with uh, the Department of Justice and before that the National Archives. Throughout 2022, they basically tapped Christina Bob to try to throw her under the bus with the DOJ. Remember that, Cohen, back in June of 2022? They were like, hey, Christina, come here, come here. You really love Donald Trump, don't you? Yes. Would you do anything for him? Can you just sign this attestation to the top counterintelligence official of the Department of Justice and just, just let him know that you've done a diligent search? And then all the documents have been returned. Well, I'm not sure if I should do that. Donald Trump would love it. Okay, I'll do it. Boom. And now she's in, you know, being investigated for crimes, as is Evan Corcoran, right? I mean, they both stepped right into it. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. I think it was Boris
2: Epstein, uh, who truthfully was not somebody that Donald even cared for during the campaign. Somehow or another, you know, he's... Remained in Donald's orbit simply because he was smart enough to stay to the left of Donald's wrath long enough to be one of the few people that have remained all together. It's almost you know like he's re- he's remained there not because of the quality of what he's providing, but simply because everybody else has been killed around him. I mean, it's it's really amazing. And then you got now Jason Miller coming back to the alleged campaign. One, because Jason is probably working cheap, and two, again, because he's one of the few people that are willing to come back into that orbit of shit uh, and reap whatever repercussions that he will sow, considering his—you may remember, I mean, he was uh, charged at one point where he was uh, accused of improper sexual relations with campaign staffers, and so he's he's another just a total ass-clown. Putting all this aside, when I saw this, I mean, the first thing I thought is we need to put on our merch store, we need to put some classified folders up there, maybe it'll be like a, uh, a, I don't know, memo pad or something like that, this has got to be the dumbest thing I have ever, ever heard of any lawyer, forgetting about the fact that it's Donald's lawyer, this has to be the
1: right there in the blink of an eye, just boom, there goes there goes his career. Cohen, I want to get some updates. As much as you could tell us, I mean, look, you are the key witness of the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into Donald Trump. So being that is both an incredible opportunity for our listeners and viewers to have you co-host this show, um, but also it does come with limitations, obviously, and having to respect the process, which You've done every step of the way, uh, but what can you tell us in terms of any updates there that you may be aware of that has not been reported anywhere else? See, everybody's heard. There's obviously a
2: lot of back and forth that's going on between the district attorney's office and Mark Pomeranz, who recently put out this book, "The People Versus Donald Trump." It's fascinating that there are really two schools of thought here. The first school of thought is. Why would Pomerantz do such a thing? as an ongoing investigation. He shouldn't have put out a book. And then, of course, there's the second school, which is um, it's all about transparency. He believed, um, and rightfully or, wrong, or wrongly, that the investigation was over in the fact that both he and Perry Dunn resigned because Alvin Bragg took the position that you know, there's nothing going on here, refused to take their position, which is that we need to immediately indict. Well, uh, Whatever camp that you're in, truth be told, I think it's irrelevant. Most of what Mark writes about in his book, anyway, is information that has been made public over the course of the past two, two and a half years, really, since this investigation started, or even longer than that, over three years. Remember that the very first time that I met with the district attorney's office, I was still in Otisville. Um, The first three times they came, they came to visit me while I was there. So this investigation has been ongoing for quite some time. I do believe in here comes the big announcement. Uh, I am going back. I'm going back to meet with prosecutors, and it's already been put out there by who, why. I don't know why it becomes such a big deal. But I will be going back for the 16th time to meet with the new team at the Alvin Gregg, District Attorney's Office, um, on Thursday. And I'm looking forward to seeing the team again uh, and to answering the questions that I can. Now, will I be the key witness? I don't know if I would go so far and call myself the key witness. Uh, I'll allow that to be determined by the DA's office. But one thing I can tell you for certain is that I certainly am a witness, uh, and the information that they continue to ask um, and to continue to delve into, uh, now into the minutiae, to me, is a very positive indication that Alvin Brand uh, is seeing something now that both Mark Comrades and Harry Dunn saw over a year ago. Now, I've also been on Joy Reid and Nicole Wallace and you know half a dozen other shows where I talked about
1: district attorney's office for the 16th time this thursday which you also believe in and from my perspective as a lawyer as well when these meetings start getting uh nearer and nearer to each other and more frequent that is usually a good sign you use the transportation metaphor right there and then for those new to the beatdown brigade um you couldn't delve into much information, but you did say, Michael, that you were very impressed with the team of lawyers and the team that you've been meeting with, and you even went so far as to say, as much as you were impressed with Terry Dunn and Pomeranz, this team right now, so far, and again, I think you qualified it with, you met with the other group far more times before, but at least your initial impressions of this group is that they are very impressive, they're very serious people. And to use your transportation metaphor, this is a team that wants to fly the plane in the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I tried to explain, so this will be, again,
2: the 16th time. The three times when I was in Otisville, 10 times uh, under the Cy Vance administration with Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Duns, uh, as well as their team. This will now be the third time with this team. And they are, as I stated before, they are equally impressive to the earlier team. They are very much in the know. They have a tremendous grasp of all of the information over a multitude of different areas. Um, impressive group because, remember, they're only at it since January, whereas the other team you know, had the information and grew the information over a period of two years plus. So they are certainly, the new team is certainly up to speed, they are impressive, and yes, I believe that the plane will be heading in the right direction.
1: That's good news to hear. There was one person in the comments just who also asked unrelatedly, but I wanted to answer it. Stephen Miller, has he been succeeded by Special Counsel Jack Smith? The answer is absolutely yes. And in fact, Miller appeared before the criminal grand jury already in Washington, D.C. And of course, Miller's significant for a variety of reasons, including the fact that he wrote the speech on January 6th and uh, purportedly removed language that referenced threatening the life of Pence. And then Trump ad libbed that back into the speech. So there was uh, that was one of numerous important things. And of course, Miller, Stephen Miller, was involved in a lot of other. Um, activities, the corrupt activities with Donald Trump. Right before we were set to go live, there was some breaking news being reported by Politico. Uh, Kyle Cheney, who does a great job breaking these stories, so I want to give a shout out to Kyle, that former Vice President Pence uh, will intends to object to the subpoena that he received from Special Counsel Jack Smith. In other words, Pence does not want to show up before the grand jury, does not want to testify and the grounds that pence is asserting is the speech and debate clause privilege let's just pull up in the constitution where their speech and debate clause privilege is found it's uh, article one section six clause one and it says the following the senators and representatives shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law and paid out of the treasury of the united states They shall in all cases except treason, felony, and breach of the peace, be privileged from arrest during their attendance at the session of their respective houses, and in going to and returning from the same, and for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not be questioned in any other place. And what that has been interpreted to mean is any legitimate legislative activity, not just speeches that take place in the House of Representatives. So you may recall, for example, Lindsey Graham asserted the speech and debate clause privilege to try to avoid testifying uh, before the Fulton County grand jury. He ultimately lost that, where his activities outside of the House, outside of the Senate, and that were not viewed as legitimate legislative activities, threatening, exhorting, Uh, people to change the vote count in favor of Trump—in other words, encouraging people to commit crimes—is not covered here. Uh, Many people thought that Pence was going to assert an executive privilege, which he would likely have no chance of prevailing on the executive privilege, Um, one, because the executive privilege is held by uh, the current administration, not the former uh, administration. Also, if there is a compelling need by the Department of Justice, which is the executive branch, that can override the executive privilege, and the Department of Justice has been successful in compelling the testimony over Trump's assertion of the executive privilege for people like Mark Short uh, and Greg Jacob. Those were former Todd Pence aides, former chief of staff, former general counsel, and people like Pat Cipollone and Patrick Fillman. Trump's former top White House lawyers who Trump asserted the executive privilege for. So he really had no shot there. He's going for the speech or debate clause, because if you turn to Article 1, Section 3, Clause 4 of the Constitution, it also says the vice president of the United States shall be president of the Senate, but shall have no vote unless they be equally divided. So Pence is basically saying, I was actually serving in the capacity, a dual capacity, So I want to be treated like I was a senator, as the president of the Senate, and my legitimate legislative activity, my work in connection with my job as being the former president of the Senate, that is um, constitutionally protected, and I shouldn't have to testify. It's never been tested before. It'll find its way to the Supreme Court. The courts over time have had a relatively expansive view of the speech and debate clause, speech and debate clause privilege, uh, both in terms of it applying to former uh, members, you know, as as long as the when the conduct occurred, not who the current administration is. And also, uh, it's also applied to staffers of members of Congress, not the Congress members themselves. And so would this be a further extension of that? But then it just, the non-legal analysis and the broader point, too, that we should discuss co um, as well, though, is that just shows you that if Cohen wants a political, if, uh, if Pence wants a political career here, he's got to do every single thing to try to appease Donald Trump. And this is not someone in Mike Pence. You know, I know a lot of people are very laudatory of him during the January 6th, though. He did the right thing. He did the right thing. But he's really a spineless traitor when you really break it down. You know, Ben, you said something which is very interesting, that this has never been
2: tested before. How many times have we now heard this coming out of the Trump administration or the former Trump administration? We've never seen anything like this before. And the reason that this is all happening, the reason why we've never seen it before is because no other president, no one other than Donald Trump before him, and God willing after him, would ever look at and ignore the Constitution, would ignore of oh, the 28%. One guy asked whether or not my goal is to hurt Donald. And I've made it crystal clear, so maybe you weren't on board with us, or maybe you just don't pay attention, or maybe you just don't have the mental capability within which to listen and to understand what I'm trying to say. I do not want to see, and some of you may, may have heard this before, so please bear with me. I do not want to see Donald Trump indicted, I do not want to see Donald Trump uh, prosecuted, and I do not want to see Donald Trump incarcerated or some form of incarceration because I dislike him, because I fundamentally disagree with almost every single thing that comes out of his mouth. I want him to be indicted, prosecuted, and convicted simply based upon what he has done, the illegal and improper and unethical actions taken by a man does not want to be and never wanted to be president of the United States, but rather a ruler, rather uh, an autocrat, monarch, dictator, supreme leader, all right? That's what I want to see. I want him to be held accountable just like you would, just like I was, just like anybody else in the country would be if, in fact, that they committed the same thing. And rest assured, if you had one single you had one single top-secret document in your possession, and that may even include a file folder, depending upon how relevant you were to the prosecutors putting you away, you, like someone like Reality Winner, would have gotten a minimum of a five-year sentence. Make no mistake about that. And anyone that thinks anything different, again, you are knee-deep into the
1: Wealthy people sometimes have an unfair, most times have an unfair advantage anyway, in terms of when you have the top lawyers, one of the things you can do is you can fight with every type of doctrine and delay and try to paper the thing to death. So there's already that. But when you're a former president, you're given a whole toolkit of different types of objections that you can make, though, that no other citizen can make, that the Constitution for how great it is never really was able, you know, and look, the stress test fortunately is that the separation of powers that we have has as, as just barely. And frankly, it's the federal courts that likely saved us, um, you know, at the time and the fact that, uh, Democrats controlled, you know, at the time the house of representatives as well, that, that also, um, saved us at, at, at that time. Um, but as you kind of dig deeper into it, I mean, you know, Trump's able to bring executive privilege objection and, and, and all of these things, and they're frivolous objections, speech and debate clause objection by Pence, and it just delay, delay, delay.
0: Let's and get him it's declared a vexatious to, know, to, to watch
1: that process, you know, play out <laughs> and delay, but it's also important that we channel that frustration and at least recognize where it's actually coming from versus... Who are the people who are trying to hold them accountable? Um, You know, and that's why we do shows like this, because transparency, facts matter, rather than just the soundbite. It's by the way, we talked on the last political beatdown about these committee hearings (laughs) where Democrats have just been doing.
0: Estimation point. Very vexatious. <laughs> Very vexatious.
1: <laughs> An incredible job confronting the MAGA Republican with their lies because it's not a soundbite forum. It's actually a forum that allows discussion Mm -hmm. and allows you to call out and expose the hypocrisy that's taken place. And let's not forget
2: that Donald has been doing the same dog and pony show (laughs) for his entire life. Donald has figured out how to use the system ...to his own advantage, and I'm referring to the legal system. Delay, delay, delay. To everybody's all fucking detriment, parties, all yeah. Motions, we all Puts us all at like risk. And Alina, and <laughs> money, ...like a million dollars for <laughs> their um, delay tactics, and the court had had enough. Now, interestingly enough, wouldn't that be something special if the same thing happened to my Pence? You want to play this game, little Mike? You want to be a motherfucker and go ahead and stop the entire investigation into what sort of amounted to the end of democracy? And then you want to start exerting some sort of privilege that you're probably not even entitled to, simply to delay it so that you get closer to an election and maybe if Donald ends up becoming the nominee, this whole thing goes away because he won't allow it or Um, 9 million votes? Yeah, yeah. Good job there, Mike. Yeah, real good job. I mean, give me a fucking break already. The fact that we even acknowledge that he did this in order to give him some sort of a prop makes no sense to me at all. And we have to stop. We have to hold him accountable for the fact that Donald even got to that position. Because this was not something that popped up literally on that day on January 6th. This had been in discussion long before January 6th, and rest assured, Mike Pence heard about it, knew about it, was involved in it some way, shape, or form, and he needs to come clean. No different, for example, than Bill the fucking moron, Bill Barr. I mean, Bill Barr needs to be put in front of the committee, especially, let's even put him in front of Jim Jordan's committee, the weaponization of the Department of Justice committee. Why is Bill Barr not in front stating exactly what he did, not just during that period of time, but from the day that he accepted the job and was sworn in as Attorney General. Everything that Donald had him do, every illegal action, every single, every single thing that we have all been talking about looking at, Again and again and again, who far needs to provide answers? Not the fact that, oh, I told Donald that, you know, you lost the election. Stop it, Donald. All of a sudden, this guy thinks he's invited back into polite society. How about I think not?
1: You know, Pence does this shtick that I, I like to do on the Midas Touch podcast, and I'll bring it to the brigade, where he's always asked these questions. So, you know, they tried to kill you. So even though they tried to kill you, you'd still support the people who tried to kill you. They ask variations of that question. And he does this thing, because he's just such a phony, bloviating, you know what, right? And so he always goes, well, let me tell you this. First, I'm a Christian. Second, I'm a conservative. And third, I'm a Republican. So again, yeah, even if they tried to kill me, I it in my heart. And I would support him. It's like, who? What planet are you from? I think those aliens that are, you know, that have been spotted, they're dropping Mike Pence's. Here, watch this alien. Let's play this. I'll show it to you. Salty, so, play the video about the 2022 election. And I think that your analysis uh, is one that is is generally accurate. That the candidates who were
2: hung up on the election lies of 2020, uh, 2020 um, did not fare as well in 2022 as the ones who step forward and and, and talk about the future. I was, and
1: I know you know better than anyone in a a bad way what those election lies can mean. Look at this guy's being excited. I was surprised to see you campaigning for
2: Don Baldock in New Hampshire and Blake Masters in Arizona, who were two people who lied about the election. He defeated, one could say, one could argue, better candidates in the Republican primaries uh, who were future-leaning
3: candidates, um, why did you why did you endorse them? Why did you support them? Why did you campaign for them? Well, you know, I've often said I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order. But I'm a Republican. And once Republican primary voters had chosen their nominees, I went out and traveled to 35 states over the last year and a half to see a group elect a Republican majority in the House and Senate, elect Republican governors, all across the country. It didn't mean, as it hasn't meant in the past, that I agree with every statement or every position the candidates that I'm supporting in the Republican Party have taken. But, uh, but I was pleased to do it. And, uh, I was pleased that, to do
2: it. Yeah, I was yeah, pleased to do it. To yeah, they wanted to kill, kill me. Do you want to, know, do you want to know where he's from? He's from the planet bullshit, from the galaxy and go fuck yourself, you insane lunatic. I mean, yeah, they only showed up, they built a fucking gallow in front of the people's house. Could you imagine this in front of the Capitol? They built a gallow screaming, hang my pants, but don't worry, I'm a Christian. Right? And that's okay. You're gonna learn to forgive them. Yeah. Unlike Jesus, my friend, you ain't gonna rise. All right. So let me be very clear about that. You and that fucking fly that was once sitting on that on that head of his, this guy is really stupid. I mean, I don't care what anybody said. I just, it makes no sense to me at all that you have a bunch of people who want to kill you, and they want to kill you because you didn't do the right thing by Donald, right? the autocratic wannabe. Instead, you did what you're obligated to do. But that's okay. I traveled to 32 states. I mean... If this guy doesn't sound like the biggest moron in the world. I don't know it sounds to me like he needs
1: a very serious enema. <laughs> I think he may. Well, I, I won't even go there. All right. So also Bannon apparently is not paying his legal fees at all. His, it, it, you know, a story leaked also to the Politico um, and to the Daily Beast as well, basically saying that he's not paying his fees. He owes this guy Robert Costello. Did you know Costello at all, Cohen uh, this this lawyer from New York City? Sadly, I did. So Costello, uh, this is a this is in my book
2: Revenge. I mean, I hope that people, I hope that people read the book. It is so important to understanding what's really going on here. It's kind like the try to get so the other books. So Bob Costello, when I first saw this raven, I was looking up for an attorney. I just saw those friends with another boy who I to the mystery. It's
1: <laughs> you know all of these people so you can give some of the color here like like yeah Costello he's a, he's a tool Like you just don't get that anywhere else other than people who know these characters but, but think about this too and how stupid is he to allow
2: the bill to keep knowing that Steve Bannon is going to do to him what Donald has historically Did you think that he wasn't destroyed going to everybody he everything so he he's ever had contact arrest. with but he ended up getting the money in advance from Donald in order to represent it so in the event that Donald did what Donald always does which is to interfere in whatever litigation he decide that he's going to be the guy yeah. the put him, him to death away. He's keeping like when, then, then everything again, will be much Rudy nicer Rudy, drunken Giuliani believed that he was entitled was it like 150,000? The De- uh, fucking death penalty. Was expected you know, to get paid, and Arnold, of course, stiffed him on all of that money. So the fact that Steve Bannon stiffed uh, Bob Costello, I mean, is anybody here, you know, are they shocked at what this revelation shows?
1: Here, I'm going to make my own little graphic here. That's the lawyer, Christopher Keiss, who uh, was the one who. He's also a foreign agent of the Maduro regime in Venezuela, but he was smart. <laughs> he is. He, he he filled out a foreign foreign whatever form, and he advises yeah. them. So 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 for all of the MAGA, oh Chinese this and and Venezuela and that. The, the lawyer who you mentioned uh, was is a foreign agent for Venezuela. That's who's representing Trump. But he got the three million upfront from the Save America grifting organization that Trump runs. Um, And then Bannon, for not paying the legal fees of people like Costello, Bannon's bankrolled by a Chinese billionaire. You know, Bannon gives the speeches reading Tom Fitton's plan about how we're going to declare victory even if we lose in the 2020 election. There's that audio recording of Bannon at a meeting by the Chinese businessman billionaire who bankrolls Bannon, where Bannon says, Here's how we're going to overthrow democracy. And of course, Donald Trump pays more money in taxes to the Chinese government by far than he's ever paid to the United States government, has secret Chinese bank accounts. Uh, of course, uh, Ivanka has all of the patents uh, or the trademarks over there that she's gotten the favorable treatment. So like every single accusation is an admission of actually what they're doing. But, you know, Bannon has these, you know, three separate cases. One of them is ongoing, one he was convicted of, and one he was pardoned of, right? The We Build the Wall federal case, he was ultimately pardoned of right before Trump left office, and the federal judge had to dismiss the case, but made it clear that the pardon was an admission of his guilt. Contempt of Congress, he was found guilty of. Bannon was found guilty of and he's appealing that right now. And then he was charged with a, a state prosecution out of New York for the We Build the Wall scam. These MAGA Republicans, one of their go-to scams, you look at like the George Santos GoFundMe scam, they use GoFundMe to just like scam and steal from people, right? So George Santos, the MAGA Republican, he would set up the GoFundMe account um, so that he could steal money from disabled, homeless, uh, veterans, by saying that he was going to provide life-saving surgery for their dying pets, of course you don't get much more sympathetic than that. So people would give money, and Santos then just stole the money. Like this is known to the the MAGA House Republicans, and they're like, let's put this guy on the small business committee. Um, and then Bannon's GoFundMe scam is the We Build the Wall scam. I thought Mexico was supposed to pay for the wall, but apparently not. They created a GoFundMe scam where they took all this money from donors, and then Bannon was actually arrested by the feds on the Chinese billionaire's yacht. He was pardoned for that by Trump, and then he's being charged for the same... Well, I where could, else ben, would you want from? to get picked up,
2: right? I mean, if you're going to get picked up somewhere, you know, why not on
1: a mm-hmm. Chinese
2: billionaire's yacht? You know, the funny thing, though, is that... It's, it's amazing. Um, Steve Bannon is actually quite wealthy in his <laughs> own right. He didn't need this Chinese billionaire in order to um, bankroll his life. Steve Bannon is actually quite successful. He's like an executive producer on um, was a major television show. I forget which one it was. I don't want to say the wrong one, but if you look it up, you'll see. I mean, he made a ton of money.
1: Uh, it also he, will ruin the show for you. It's a good show. I know. I know the show. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for nah, right, you. you could say it. I just don't remember it. it's I, I always get
2: confused between one and I the self. other. My, it is Science Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, you know, he made a hundred million dollars as an executive producer, so he's no poor boy that he needed a Chinese billionaire. But I guess, like Donald, it's almost like you know, I'll take money from anyone so long as that they're going, you know, to support me in my quest world domination under whatever sort of sick way that he wants to see the United States and the rest of the world operate. I mean, you know, the rest of us sitting there, and we want to see women's rights, whether it's from, you know, Iran all the way here to the United States. You know, that's not Steve Bannon. He wants to see, you know, the country, you know, revert into what it was 50, 60 plus years ago. Um, you know, where women didn't have the rights, uh, that they have today. And there's just something seriously wrong with him and that whole crew of people that just surround themselves. But then again, that's what Donald Trump brings out. And I want to be very clear because a couple of folks, you know, again, you know, they're the haters on the group as we do this political beat down and trying to inform our you know, brigade in terms of things that we're going to need to do to ensure 2024, things that they don't want to understand. Yeah, you can attack me all you want. I'm no, no hero. I, I, I
0: never said I was a hero.
2: on the and to have an effect upon the children and so you do what you need to do. There's a football the <laughs> group
0: If I were Biden, I would call on Congress to do its effing job and expel all the traitors in their midst. They shouldn't have been sworn in in the first place. If I were Biden, I would call on Congress to do its effing job and expel all the traitors in their midst. They shouldn't have been sworn in in the first place. If I were Biden, I would call on Congress to do its effing job. (slurring) Hm. <slurring> Lame trump, everything. You're welcome smiley face for my service.